0: from the hills, reconfigure your life, change your heart, and prepare you for all that God has destined you to be. Welcome to The Hills Church. This morning we're going to take on to the last on our series of Romans. I thought you'd like to clap to that, just knowing that it's the end is inside. Romans has been quite a long book. We're not able to finish it, no matter how hard we try. It's very deep and very intense and today we're just going to talk about love So consider it pure love consider it pure love I know that many times one of the things that's in our hearts is our need for love every human being needs love do you need love? Anyone here needs love. If you need love, just wave. Let me see. Like genuine, legit love. Legitimate love. We all need love. But there's a problem. We can't find the purest form of love. So most of the love that is bandied around is contaminated. what people call love is actually the opposite of love. So, um, if you did believe at school, there are three types of love, right? What are the three types of love? Agape, Eros, Filio. Filio is like, uh, you're my friend. Do you understand? Like friendship, love. You know, like, Pastor, fresh and i are like feel you is there anybody feel you around you can you shake their hands that's the basic like like you know like someone you meet instantly and you just sort of like vibe with like that's feeling actually actually that is not agape meeting with someone and gelling with them is actually not agape because it's conditional the fact that you guys what vibe together okay And then agape we know is the unconditional love of God it doesn't change it's not circumstantial on what the person does and then we have eros which is sexual love eros the sexual love is the one which the bible teaches should be expressed in mar- within the bounds of marriage. you understand? So, when you say to someone, I love you, think about, the, even from the biblical point, which of these three are you talking about? Do you understand? So, this is actually the problem with love, that it suffers from a thousand definitions. So, the Bible now says that we should consider consider it something worthwhile to love that's our text tonight so let's start from the book of Romans chapter 14 so verse 21 and 22 let's read it together consider it an act of love to refrain from eating meat or drinking wine Or doing anything else that will cause a fellow believer to be offended. Or to be attempted to be weakened in his faith. Keep the convictions you have about these matters between yourself and God. And don't impose them upon others. You will be happy when you don't judge yourself in doing what your conscience approves. The first test of love, therefore, is not just for yourself. Love is always towards the other. So consider it pure love. Consider it love, an act of love, when you are able to circumscribe yourself so that the love you feel or the things you love don't become an occasion for other people to fall. I will have lots of opportunity to explain this with many examples. As you know, I do. (laughs) One more time. Let's read Romans 12, 9 to 10. One, two, go. Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love. In honor, giving preference to one another. This goes right short against one principle that is very heavy on social media. What is that principle? Self-love. Do you understand? No, The Bible says no man yet hates himself. Do you understand? So for all the talk about the fact that we have to love ourselves first, the Bible says nobody hates themselves. Even the people who commit suicide, who who self-harm, who cut themselves, Part of why they cut themselves is because they love themselves too much and they can't believe what is happening to them. So, they can't believe what life has allocated them or what sadness or what misery is around them. So, they cut themselves so they can disappear because the person they love is less than who it should be. So, the Bible says, No man yet hates himself. So, The scripture says, Let love be without hypocrisy. Don't celebrate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be kind to one another with brotherly love. In honor, giving preference to the other person. Give preference. Imagine if this happens between wife and husband. Where the husband is trying to say, I'm going to love you more than you love me. And the wife says to the husband, I'm going to love you more than you love me. Guess what's going to happen? There will be a clash of love. And the avalanche of that love will go so high. Everybody can see it. On the outside, the kids will celebrate such a love that flows between the wife and the husband. So, let's define love now. Love is God. Love is who? And God is love. I want this to be very simple. I'm not trying to do deep teaching this morning. This is a very simple principle. I want it to drop in our hearts that it can fight all the things that we feel every time we're thinking about love. This will contest against those voices that speak and poison love inside of us. God is love. God gives love. Love is pure. Give love. Be love. And give love. If God is love and he gives love. Then we also are to what? Be like God. And give what? Love. Which is like the pure love of God. Love is about, as we read just now, preferring love the other to yourself love is not just about you love is about preferring the other to yourself okay let me not beat that point okay one two go let's read this together beloved let us love one another for love is of god and everyone who loves is born of god and knows god he who does not love does not know god for god is love in this the love of god was manifested towards us that he sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. 1 John 47 9 said, let us love one another for God is love and everyone who loves indeed is born of God, has the nature of God. Anyone whose love is genuine is born of God. Anyone whose love is real is born of God. I talk about love so much. people think like, you know, like all the time, love, love, love. But the truth, if God is love, how can we talk about this element too much? What is the one element everyone is hungry for for real? is to be wanted. is to feel valuable. Kiki shared something last week when she was taking the offering and she said, That there is something powerful when you feel like you were preferred. You were chosen from a throng of many. You, You were selected and you were chosen as the one. How powerful is that? Don't you feel special? So that's exactly what God does when he loves. To tell you that specifically by your name, he knows you. That you don't have to make yourself cheap for the world. That you don't have to make yourself easy. A woman of easy virtue for for men to run through. That you don't have to steal in the world. That you don't have to fight for your life in the sand in the world. That you don't have to fight for your role in a dirty way in the office. That God loves you. And God thinks about you. And God is making provision for you. God is love. And he who loves knows God. So, love, therefore, is not just sex. It's not just this hardship. You know, every time you talk about love, like our designer, once, once any topic has to do with love, I just say it to him. He will just bring hardship back. I say, no, no, no. I don't want to see that heart shape again. <laughs> Love is not heart shape. Do you understand? And the human heart is not even like that. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys do you, do you think about it? Like this is just a manufacturing because that shape is easy to cut so they can be selling things. Chocolate, you know, ham, hampers, Valentine's Day, all these things is that shape. I think you should stop drawing it like, like as if you love someone. You know, you want to tell someone you drop them like on Instagram. You want to just, you just click like, and it's just that heart shape. And if somebody says something nice, you click on the green heart or the blue heart or the. That's not love. That's not love. Love is even not. It's not even a lamb. You know, like this is a Lamborghini, right? Love is not that. Love is not flowers. But you can't love without giving. Love is not all these things, but you can't love without giving. Love is all about response. See a response. Response 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 imagine if I say if I say to you guys church I love you I love you church I love you church ah. how believable is that and if I say I love you church I love you church I love you guys. Which one is more believable? When I smile. You can't love without showing it. That's why. That's what drives us up in worship. An old song says, Father, I love you. My heart is filled. Filled with desire to see your power and glory, cover the earth as the waters the sea. I am surrounded by the fortress of God, totally surrendered to you. I lift up my hands. Why do we lift up our hands? Because we love God. We declare by lifting up our hands that we what? That we love Him. Do you want to give God a wave offering this morning? Just say to the Lord, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. You can't love without showing it. You can't love without moving. You can't love without activating. You can't love without declaring. You can't love and keep mute and just say nothing to the one you love. When you love, you respond. You respond. That's why constantly I'm always asking for a response. Respond to the love of God. When you love God, the number one thing you will do to him is to respond when you hear his song that declares him. When you hear his name, love is all about response. Praise God. There are different types of love responses. Now that we say love is about response one kind of love responder is a giver. Givers are people who feel like they have or who sense that they have or who think that they have or who feel blessed. For you to give, you must feel a sense of the fact that you are blessed. And if you feel like you are not blessed, you have a difficulty in giving. But if you love, you do give. Lovers are givers. I can tell you, like, I, my wife is in jaws. but I sit constantly and think, like, oh, what can I give to her all the time? Even if I haven't been very good in carrying it out. <laughs> I confess now, before the tape goes to her, and she's like, uh, you haven't given me anything lately. I think all the time about giving to her. Why? Because I love her. Do you understand? I think about her well-being. If she ever calls and says she's not feeling well, my heart will be like praying. But of course, normally as the priest over the home, the first thing I do is scan. Scan to see whether there's danger in the spirit. Plumb the depths of God. As you pray, you can sense those things. Is this is this an alarm call, or is this something that's going to fade away? There are some you don't. I don't even flinch. Like, but there are some that takes you back to what prayer. Why? Because you are the caregiver of the one you love. There is no love without giving. Do you pray for your brothers who you love? Close your eyes for a minute and think about. All the people in your life who you love. Your niece, your nephew, your uncle. Just that nice uncle who just is sensitive towards you. Just your dad, the way he is. Or your mom, or someone in your family. Or your sibling. Or your son, or your daughter. That you love. Can you spend a minute just praying for them? Lord, I give prayer on behalf of the one I love. I give intercession on behalf of my wife. I speak over my daughters that your grace will be in their world. I give life to everything they touch. I give strength to their days. I give purpose to their hearts. I give strength to their atmosphere. The Lord they will enjoy the season they are in. That because you love them, you will provide a cocoon for grace for them. You cause that they will come out as confident people upon the earth to assert your call in their lives and to do your good pleasure. Thank you, O lover of our souls. In Jesus' name. That was my own prayer. What did you pray? Who did you pray for? Lovers are givers. So, the uh, different kinds of lovers, some, like this is the Red Cross obviously, right? And what do they do? They give. So lovers, there are some type of lovers, that they are the type who give. And there are also the people who are takers, lovers, takers. Right, you know these people are not here because they hate these TVs. What are they doing? They are what? You can tell what this is, right? What is this? Black Friday, yeah, yeah, yeah. So when well, we used to go out a lot to outreach and the streets, some of the guys who will be giving the box of rice to will be saying to us like. You guys have used our name to go and collect a lot of money, right? Give us the rice, surgery And give me some more money like for real. They are what? They are people who know that other people love and they take love. They are takers. They take and take and take and take love some people like that in the church as well they are love takers when they come to a community of the church all they want to do is give me be with me use your influence to me and we should absolutely should but if you don't know maybe you should check whether you are a taker or a giver I'm breaking it down and some people, let me not go too fast, I was going to, they are also the love cynics, they are cynical about love, (laughs) like is love real, all of you guys lying about love, when the chips are down, it's not real, it's not real. Like you guys are pretending. It cannot be real. How many of you have seen love cynics before? Yeah. They doubt. Every time you say the word love, they just doubt. Like it cannot, it's not possible. Like in this life, it's like it's not possible. It's not possible. Someone wants to just go out of his way. And when, when they get real love, they're actually so shocked. Like, like you, do, you, do, you don't know me from Adam. And then you're kind towards me. They are so shocked. So they're cynical about love. And this happens a lot to people who have been heartbroken. After a while you become cynical about falling in love. I know many men who can't marry. Because they don't know who loves them. They're cynical about love. And they don't even know that they're operating in cynicism. Everything like... There's a friend of mine. I use old examples because I don't want to use new examples because you guys know the new guys. This example is like 20 years old. So he was ready to be married. And, uh, and, I, and I asked him, like, he had a girlfriend, then changed that girlfriend, then changed another girlfriend. And I was like, oh, dude, he's he a he said, doctor. I said, dude, like, come on, guy. Like, you have to, make, you have to like one, right? How can you pass from one Mary to uh, Jumoke to her? Uh, how can you be passing like that? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm like, it's, it's not a rapper now. You can't be changing human beings like you change rappers. You have to make up your mind who you really want. And then he said to me, it's not that he's not saying to me the different things that he didn't like about the girls. One, he said, I think he said something like, her nose was too big. And the other one, he said that her legs are too tiny. And she had mosquito legs. <laughs> so... <laughs> I was struggling with this guy, like I should beat him. I felt like beating him quite a few times as well. He did some other things. I was always challenging him. I were flatmates, so okay. Don't be counting my flatmates; you won't know them. This one was from way back in Jaws, so you won't know this one. Uh-huh. <laughs> they are love cynics who are cynical about everything that has to do with love. Was are love disbelievers, like for real, like no, it's not it's a lie. So people are in love, they will say, like, ah, let's give them time. This when they see a newly married couple, what do they say? Like, "Yeah," yes, and, and their love is so disgusting. <laughs> They're disbelievers, they don't believe that love can be genuine. Don't believe that a heart can break for another. They don't believe that God can stand. They don't believe that God can give love. They don't believe in the perfection of love. They don't believe in the sacrifice of love. They don't believe when they see people operating on that love. I love disbelievers. There are many of them in the church. When they see how Uju hugs, they said, ah. This girl, she's so into boys that she can hug boys. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Sorry. Don't ever stop hugging. It's the most amazing thing ever. When I see someone, when I see... When they see someone talking, they're going to say, Oh, yeah, this person only loves particular kinds of people. Why? They love disbelievers. They don't believe that you can love just anyone. Even when you are loving them, they don't believe it. They don't believe that your love, which you are showing them, is real this is real this is the love of God when you come and hug them they cannot receive that hug they they are love disbelievers they are unbelievers in love they don't receive love they never open their heart and even when they come to a community like Ecclesia Hills when we say our number one motto is love they struggle yeah don't love me I'm unlovable Don't struggle in love. Tell someone that. Don't struggle in love. Release yourself. Losing yourself. You don't believe that someone can actually give someone something for nothing. You don't believe that someone can actually do something for someone for nothing. Not because you are soliciting. Not because you want anything. Not because you are trying to be all righteous. But because the love of God flows from your heart. I wish that genuine lovers can come into the church today. I wish that we can be like God and be an outflow of love. When we see someone, you know, love is not actually about arranging. You know, there's another one called arranging. This type, this type, this love takers. There's another kind of love takers called arranging. When you see someone who has things, you do what? Gumbody, gumbody. Body. You know, like, you know, this Tosin, she is like a director of an NGO. Do you understand? secret Self Foundation, Nigeria, she's a director. So guess what? Like, you know, Tosin, we are we are, we are, we are, fast. We are fast. I know you, right? <laughs> I know you. I know you. <laughs> when they're doing NGO day. I'm going to come and sit next to you. you just gumbody body with the people who you feel are people of influence. So you can't stand people. And then there's a new teaching going around like, oh, oh, only select the people who can give you something. How many of you have heard that teaching? It is from the pit of hell. And pastors are even teaching it. Only move with eagles. Eagles move with eagles. It's rubbish it's rubbish let let me tell you i don't care what the level of the man of god is who teaches is is absolute rubbish right if jesus was moving with egos where will you be the bible says that you look don't look at the people don't give in anticipation of someone who can give you back So guess what? There's so much we're teaching that is from the pit of hell. And it's inhibiting me from exhibiting God's life. And there's some people who come in a place where we're talking about love and try to take. And try to take. And try to take. Of course, those people are just as messed up as the people who give in anticipation to receive, to receive, to receive. So God wants love to be perfect. Do you think God's love is imperfect or imbalanced? Do you think God's love leaves any room for doubt as to what He's doing in your life? Do you think God's love doesn't know what you need? how you need structure in your business, what you need to do to get through in life. Do you think God's love doesn't take into account where you hurt, where you can't tell people? Do you think God's love doesn't know how you feel on the inside and stands with you on your hardest day? Do you believe that God's love is anywhere in anywhere contaminated? So if we carry the love of God, we must bear that level of love that level of power that brought Jesus from the cross down to die for sin, that level of grace that brought, that tore him down from the place where he lives love is what it's about love is what it's about don't be a taker, preach to someone now This time to preach to someone, say my sister don't be a taker, my brother don't be a taker don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Tell them, even if the people look, don't be scared of the people you are sitting next to. Say, hey, don't be a taker. Don't be Be a giver. God loves givers. Be a love giver. Be a love giver. Don't be a taker. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And they are love abusers, right? People who come and swear and oath that they love you. They love you. But either they are broken by jealousy, torn by their own desires. I told a story once of a lady, of a man who came to me and said to me, and, and I said it on Wednesday, it was on Wednesday I told this story, like, like, like you know, this never ever believe one side of the story. This man came to me and said to me, My wife is a whore. She's cheating on me. She's doing this, 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 that, that, that. I'm like, for real? Wow, that's horrible. And is she in this church? He said, yes, she is in this church. So I said, okay, please, can you bring her along? He said, no. She will come and lie to you. That moment, all my alarms went up. The moment I was actually believing him first. Because anything is possible. But once he said. He will not even produce the wife. To tell her own side of the story. I just say. From that moment. I actually wanted to really see her. So I begged him please. So I saw him another time. I asked him again. Please bring her. Eventually. He brought her. And. Long story short. She started telling her own side of the story. The thing was that she was pregnant for him before they got married. They were sleeping and together. But also, she was was a very pretty woman. Very pretty. So, the guy was sure that because she was so pretty, she was also besotted by other men. So that insecurity of the fact that she was pretty and the fact that they didn't build their home on trust, they didn't start out trusting each other, they couldn't keep the original trust. He says he keeps and incidentally, she now started saying, This man has been having affairs. So the man has been having affairs with many women. Then the man now said, Yes. I've been having a face, but I used to confess my own. Let her confess now. (laughs) Now we're here before God and before the pastor. Let her confess. I'm like, have you thought, like, maybe she doesn't have anything to confess? He said, I have a video. He produced a video. This woman was eight months pregnant. There were children in the room in that video. And he said look by the curtain look by the curtain. look at that man hiding behind the curtain absolute paranoia <laughs> There's nothing in the video i said oh god i've taken a look i watched this video three times there's no man there he said look at her mouth this is how she used to make mouth when we have sex suspicion had eaten him envy fear insecurity had eaten him up. The next time I saw that woman, that pretty woman, she had like blood shots all over her, her arms and all over her bodies. I asked her what happened. She was showing me, she's removing her sleeve up and showing me. A man had been beating her, telling her to confess. He took the stiletto, pointed stiletto of her shoe, and was punching her body. I had to ask her, Do you have any neighbor, uncle? Sister, anywhere out of town you can go to. Eventually, she moved to America. I left them. Oh, sorry, I shouldn't have said the country, so some of you will know this story. <laughs> Keeping confidentiality. But guess what? There are love abusers out there who abuse you on the one hand and love you on the other hand. They finish abusing you, and then buy you a gift. I know men like that, they abuse their wives, they've done so so many wrong things, and they buy her a car. You know, like, I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. Next next time you just, I was provoked. Uh, Well, it's not only men that beat up their wives these days. (laughs) my father's church, I clearly remember this. There was a woman who used to beat up her husband. Good man, DK. She would slap him in the face. One day, my father was sitting there and she slapped him. He stole my youth. He stole my youth. (laughs) (laughs) She's just a nasty woman. (laughs) My father said that, honestly, if I'm the one I I will destroy this woman <laughs> so, so please if if you are if you are women who beat up your husband, please have mercy <laughs> Hadisa was telling me the story the other day. I he has all these stories sometimes, so she was telling me the other day about two sisters who ganged up to beat beat up, so two sisters, one was married to the man so a lady just like you and i like right you are married to a guy then and come to your house and both of you wear shorts and when your husband come like both of you will beat him up <laughs> so the two sisters were ready for the man <laughs> when the man came they say beat him the man overpowered them <laughs> and beat both of them then they called the police and said hey, he beat us the police came and said, "But why are you guys wearing shorts?" They said he's been doing many bad things. So today we decided to shame him. The police said, "No, this is not bit wife battery. This is two fighting. <laughs> this is too This is two fighting. This is no wife battery. It's two fighting." <laughs> there are love abusers. Who abuse the opportunity of the fact that they are loved. There are some people who even feel like, oh, yeah, I'm special. That's why you should love me. Love me. Is like, you know, like the church. <laughs> you guys don't used to look for me. Oh, <laughs> I'm all that on the back of chips. You don't know how important I am. Come on, love me. Oh. Many people are looking for me to love. Oh, Like <laughs> <laughs> You are a love abuser. Because the the natural response when someone loves you is to give back love. is to offer back love. So let's not be love abusers. Let's be love givers. And you know, you guys know I'm not the best friend of Oprah Winfrey. But this is one of the things that she did that was so phenomenal you need to see the picture of these girls when they were like 14 or 12. now they're all women in american universities because one woman from america flew to south africa to set up a leadership academy for young girls how powerful is that let's give the lord a clap offering. It. it's so powerful so so powerful to raise the lot of other people to be a giver I pray that God will bless every one of us in this church that will reach a place where it's not just giving in church we're talking about. It's not even giving to the pastor we're talking about. That you're building institutions, that you're setting people in their place, that you're courageous enough to give and to pour life and to raise people and cause them to stand again and to take the broken of the earth and give them a place where they can call their own. Love givers, say love givers. I can't hear you. you guys are so quiet if i say god will bless you say amen Amen. (laughs) you guys got the trick (laughs) say "Love, love give us let something flow in your heart everyone has something to give don't think you have nothing to give you can give a smile you can give a hug you can you can walk with someone home you can take someone's back for them you can help someone cross a road you can you have love to give you can show up in someone's in someone's broken moments you can be with someone when they're hurt you have something to give say i have something to give the spirit of god is speaking expressly to us as a church that we should be the center for life, that we should be a family, that we should be a place where everyone who comes here can belong to and the principle is to love purely like God loves. The principle is to stand with people in their hour of pain. The principle is to stand with people when they are hurting and broken. The principle is to be there in the night and be there in the day because human life doesn't happen at a convenient time. When people will hurt we'll be in the middle of the night Can I call you if I was hurting at night? Can I call you if I was hurting early in the morning? Can I call you if I was hurting in the middle of the workday? That's the principle of love. That you are dependable. You are reliable. You are someone that your friends can count on. I've seen a few things happen in this church that I was so proud of. Someone called me and said, My dad is lying at the point of death in the hospital. I don't know what the doctors are saying. And the next thing I called Pastor Fred, the next thing, before I knew what was happening, Zena called me. The next thing before I knew what was happening, would you call would you call Pastor Fred? Before what, before what was happening could before I arrived at the hospital, there were four other people from this church already, three other people from this church already there on the ground. I was so blessed. I was so blessed. I was so blessed. The other night, someone from the tribe was having a mental meltdown. And they didn't know who to call. They were all, they didn't know what to do. I was wondering, who, who can I call? And one called to Sisu. He stood up in the middle of the night and walked all the way to the place where that place was. And went to that girl and said, my dad said I should bring you. Nobody could move out of her house. But he stood very strategically and moved her to the hospital. And she could get medical help. That is love. And it happened at 1 a.m. at night love doesn't happen in a convenient time love doesn't happen in a good time love doesn't happen when everything is perfect you must be ready to stop your day and reach out to someone and I pray that in this house will be a true house where people can lean on each other not just to take but also to give to be the perfect embodiment of God's love Let it be that in our community, we're not just talking about love, but we're really doing it. Let no one hold back and feel like, oh no, you guys don't love. I'm measuring your love. You're scoring 20. You're scoring 30. How about you being full of love? Flood us with your love. How about you giving all that you know about the love of God? I cannot preach this in my... We preach many things. Many things are good. But only one thing is necessary: that we stand with each other, through thick and thin. That's what the family of God is supposed to be about. So, in summary, you have love. What? I can't hear you guys. Are so dull this morning. You are. Um, see, I'm charged up. Yes. Yeah, we have love. What? You have love. What? You have loved. Love abuses and love give us and the best of this is love give us love give us those who allow the generosity to pour out those who receive the love of god before you can give love you have to have it go to god and ask him let there be love in my heart let my life be overflown by your love overflow me with your love overwhelm me with your love teach me how to be there when people hurt teach me how to have a word in season teach me how to be the one who reaches out a hand of fellowship teach me how to be the one who stands with people in their adversity teach me how to be the one can we pray that prayer this minute lord teach me to love teach me to love I've been a Christian many times. I think only about myself. Teach me to love. Teach me to offer my heart. Teach me to offer my life. Teach me to be the kind of man you want me to be. Teach me to offer my resources. Let's pray. Let there be a baptism of your love in your house. Let men and women hold hands let boys and girls hold hands let pure love proceed from here, let there be no doubt or suspicion or all these kind of things let there be no corruption of the pure love of God that you give into to us as a house, let there be no scandals breaking out because we're taking advantage of one another let brothers not solicit, let sisters not be a contaminant of oh God, but let the true power of your love surge through each of us, let's be overtaken by the love of God, let's be overtaken by the power of God let's be overtaken by the strength of Yahweh that we stand with each other in and through adversity in thick and in season in thick and thin that your grace will abound through us in Jesus name Amen let's give the Lord a clap offering how many of you know that was the word of God how many of you know that was the word of God That's the word of God. I went to a picnic once with a group. And one of the ladies asked that when guys say they love you, what they're thinking about is what? Sex. So how can I open myself up to guys who are saying, Oh, I love you. In fact, people can't say, I love you. Don't say it anymore. Guys can't say it to ladies. Ladies can't say it to other ladies. And in today's world, when many things are happening, women can't hold hands. If she says, and I hold hands now, what will it be like if we hold hands? If they see us holding hands on the road, we're going to be liable to 14 years in prison. Do you guys understand? Let love be real. Let's break all those rules. Let's break the rules of men. And let's take back love, pure love. What I can say to I can say to a man, I love you. I say to his wife, I love you. And it will be pure. Because you think if God says he loves her, that there's any contamination in it? Do you guys understand? Let love be real. Let's take back love. That's one of the cardinal principles God told us in this house. As you're beginning a church, can it be an atmosphere of love? Let's read this together. One, two, go. new commandment I give to you. That you love one another. That you also love one another. By this all we know that you are my disciples. If you have love one another. If you have love for one another. People will know that we are the followers of Christ. People will not know that we are the followers of Christ. By the miracles and wonders. How many of you know that there are many miracles and wonders today? And it's not only to the miracles and wonders that started them. Saul had lost the glory of God. Every glory of God had left Saul. And an evil spirit was in him. Where did he go to? He went to the witch of Endor. And the witch of Endor did what? She conjured up the spirit of the man of God. That was wild. That was wild. It was Samuel, the prophet she brought back from the dead. Samuel, who lived perfectly. And when he came back from the dead, I feel like God permitted it because Saul, Saul needed to hear from Samuel's mouth one more time, the judgment. But honestly, that was wild. Because even the witch, when she saw Saul, what did she do? She said, ah, because Saul was the first one who pleased God and sent a decree around and removed all the witches from the land. But now, at a time when the Spirit of God had left him and entered into fearful following of the devices of the devil, he now became a son of the devil. And say using diabolic means, "May may anything never happen to you so intense that you begin to look for signs and wonders that are not born of God. May you never have a problem in your family, financial, health, otherwise, that you will need to use marabouts, occultism, and the thing that God hates to bring about a solution. In Jesus' name. That's my prayer for you. Do you know that people will not know that we are God's disciples by our miracles? Because Alf Lucal rose a man from the dead. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> people don't believe anymore. See, my church is full of miracles. People don't believe. And people will not know you're God's disciples We're talking about heaven and hell. Because music, music stars now make their music videos. I'm in hell. Yeah, burning me. I'm in hell, burning me. People like Lady Gaga. That's the, the thing is the 12 disciples. Judas, 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 I love Judas. He's leaving me a but I love Judas. I have to follow Judas, Judas. Talking about the Judas Iscariot, that that's the one she loved among the twelve disciples. So she had guys wearing leather jackets and riding uh, Harley Davidsons. Boom, boom, boom. She's singing about Judas. So, what are you going to say? Don't be a Judas. <laughs> it's not, it's not, it's not. People are not going to know that you are God's disciples by talking about Judas is carrot. Like, Judas hung himself and died. Somebody's falling in love with the Judas. And everybody is singing her songs. People will not know that we are God's disciples by our strategic push and ideas. Some people think like, actually, what the church needs now It's apostolic imagination. It's creativity. Are you hearing those things? (laughs) Sorry. I don't want to do any any fighting anybody. Like, right? That's not... People will not know that you are God's disciples by your strategy. Your strategy will fall short. In fact, God will try to prove to you that your strategy is rubbish. People will not know that you are God's disciples by your church expansion. Let's make it bigger. Let's make it bigger. Let's make it wider. That's ambition. You know, once someone told me like, well, if we do a program, a big program and a lot of people come, then we can make our church what bigger. And if we have more bills, because there are more people, they can pay more more tithe and more offering and we can become what? Bigger. People will not know they are God's disciples because you are bigger. And some people can never sit in this church because they feel like I'm not mentor enough. The car I drive right now is called Jehu. You know. Jehu. He has the zeal of the Lord. He's very aggressive on the road. (coughs) So I don't look like a mentor until I drive a Rolls Royce. I talk slick and I talk about how many trips I've taken to the Bahamas and how I fly between New York and how I talk to the stars in LA. So I don't look like a mentor to them because their mentorship which they are looking for is someone who is head and shoulders taller than them. It's the mentorship of Saul so even though I'm a man of the spirit even though I can see them when they sit down or rise up it's not enough for them they want someone who is materially heads and shoulders taller than them they don't want that spiritual but people all those people always get disillusioned because they go round and round in circles you know the mentors in Lagos now the big top big mentors in Lagos you guys know them I'm not calling anybody's name They need to be mentored. Many of them are spreading heresies and false doctrine. They need to be mentored. Uh, They go to Harvard with something, they come back with another theology. They go to London School of Economics with something, they come back with something else because they are not solid in God. They are supposed to be kingdom expanders but they are compromised because they are not standing and talking. Men will not know that you are God's disciples by your bright ideas. Men will not know they are God's disciples by how rich you are. Men will not know that you are God's disciples by any of these things. He says, A new commandment I give to you that you love one another as i have loved you you also love one another by this all will know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another love is the standard love is the barometer by your love you will build an honest community everybody will be real everybody can tell my brother, what you're doing is not right. My sister, what you're not doing is not right. People can build an honest community. By love, you can travel in prayer until Christ be formed in someone. Love is not a casual thing. Love is powerful. I stand with some of you. Some of you are flip-flopping in God and I can't see it. You don't know how many hours I organized over your life at night because I love you with God's love. I feel fear that maybe some of the work that we've done in you, and the devil will steal it from your life and you will not be able to make heaven and you will not be able to make a purpose in your life. I fear that maybe by chance the devil will snatch from you the engrafted word of God has been planted. So I travail in prayer until Christ be well set in your heart. And I draw you into fast. I draw you into prayer. I call you to discipleship training. Why? Because I want Christ to be set in your heart because i want the holy spirit to flow in you i want christ to be formed in you because it is the love of god that drives me i can do all these things through christ who strengthens me say i say yourself say yourself say i can do all things i can love say it say i can love I can raise up the broken. I can heal the hurting. I can stand with people in their pain. I'm a dependable ally. I'm a good man. I'm a man of my promise. I'm a woman of character. I stand with people when it matters. I love like God loves. I've received love. Say it, say it, say it. I've received love. Say I've received love from the Father. And I have to give love. I have to give that which I receive. I am love. I give love. I do not preach to people because of judgment and condemnation. I preach to them because I love them. I can see the Father's heart for them. I can see the grace of God over their lives. So I declare the grace and the power of God. Because I love. Say it because I love. You will heal the sick. You will raise the broken. You will make people see what God looks like. You will make people see what God looks like. Say amen. You will heal the sick. You will raise the broken. You will make people see what God is like. What the Father heart of God is like. The love that challenges us to stand up from our broken place. God doesn't just love us and leave us on the ground. He comes and holds our hands and says, "Come with me." He gives us a grab and takes us from where we are and takes us up and says, "Stand up, walk with me." Says the Spirit of God. Pick up someone tonight. Pick up someone this morning and give a walk wherever you are. Pick, grab someone's hands and say, "Come, walk walk with me." Show me your love, and I will show you my love. I love you, my brother. I love you my sister come and walk with me come and walk with me and I will show you the love of God hallelujah hallelujah let your love flow through this body let your power flow through your people that the church will be captured again by the very heart that drove the Abba father to the cross and we will be captured again by the very spirit that caused men, broken men, to be raised from the dunghill of their lives. And we will be the one who give love and pour out our hearts until God's glory is done in the lives of people. Give us a fresh revelation of your love. Give us a fresh understanding of your power. Save us, O God, from the corrupting elements of the earth. That we will be people who love indeed. Amen. 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 Give us a fresh understanding, give us a fresh revelation, give us illumination, open our eyes to see your love again open my eyes to see your love again there is a demand in the spirit there is a demand in the world men are broken women are hurting but open my eyes see your love again open my eyes to see your love again give me a fresh revelation give me illumination open my eyes to see your love My eyes to see your love again. Hallelujah. Let's read this together. One, two, go. Love is power. Love is a sound mind. Love is healing, burning bright. Love shines crystal clear. Love sets our hearts on fire for God. We want sick. Become, declare his purposes in the earth. Prophecies end, miracles cease, but pure agape, the love of God, never dies. Let's read on. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does he mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted? or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death as the scriptures say for your sake we are killed every day we are being slaughtered like sheep read on no despite all these things Overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loves us. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life. Neither angels nor demons. Neither our fears today nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the power of hell can separate us from God's love. One more time, let's read it again. No power in the sky above or in the earth beneath. Indeed, nothing in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. 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 Consider it, brothers, pure love when you stand with another. Consider it, brothers, pure love when there is temptation around you. Consider it, brothers, pure love when you declare the grace of God for another to walk in. Consider it pure love when you reach out a hand to help someone and to hold them up in the grace of God. Let there be pure love manifested. Hashtaya 1 Corinthians of 13, verse, thir- verse 13. And now abide faith, hope, love. These three, but the greatest of this is love. God bless you.